0: In brightest day, in blackest night, all other podcasts tremble in fright.
1: Mark Marble. And I'm Ryan Daly. And this is the Lantern Cast. Did you missed the episode. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, give me the give me the number. Three forty four. Don't edit this out, Chad, just leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> episode three hundred and forty four. That's right. And this is the uh <laughs> this is a very non lantern Episode. Uh, this is something that you and I wanted to do for Halloween, but it never quite worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I still
0: haven't seen that movie.
1: <laughs> that's, you don't need to apologize. I am. I am for what it's worth. I am reading the novelization. <laughs> yeah. And so far, nothing of real, nothing of great interest has come up, other than the fact that they did put two cats in the in, in Michael Myers' room, and he did not kill them at Smith's Grove. So I guess that I guess that is progress. Well, actually, no, it goes along with the series because he never really killed cats; he only really killed dogs. So the, right. that's that's another homage maybe to other things in the series. But no, we're not talking about Halloween. We much. We're talking about Creed II. Which certainly was one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and at least I can say, unlike most of the others this year, this one this one I can't say really disappointed me on any level.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know what's funny? Like, as soon as I heard they were doing a Creed Two, like I just like booked it, like, just like triggered automatically. Okay, reservation, gonna see that as soon as it comes out. But then I just sort of shuffled it off in the background because like i i could only <laughs> i could only designate so much of my brain power to following like so many movies this year <laughs> and the marvels really had a, a, man, a monopoly on that between avengers black panther and ant-man of and the wasp like that's all i was focusing on so like i heard uh, yeah creed too and like oh ivan drago is coming back and i was like oh okay that's interesting uh, oh creed is gonna fight drago's son and i'm like Okay, that sounds really gimmicky, and it could be stupid, but I trust them. It's going to be fine or whatever. But like, I didn't – I saw the teasers. I saw the trailer and everything, but I wasn't searching out like information about the movie. I wasn't researching it. I wasn't following it along, and I was just like, okay, it's coming out in November. I'm going to see it in November. That's like a, a thing. And until the ending credits of this movie started to roll, I assumed this was a Ryan Coogler movie. I, and I was, like, impressed. I was like, wow, he did this and Black Panther back-to-back the same calendar year? This is really impressive. And then, like, I see the director. I was like, oh, it's somebody completely different. I've never heard of this guy. But, like, that's how that's how as much, like, I was really excited to see this movie. I was really hopeful for it. But I wasn't in tune with what was going on. So I didn't really know the, the story or even, like, the behind-the-scenes. Like, it wasn't the same writers and directors.
1: No. But so 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 I guess. But that's a good testament, though, the fact that you did not necessarily automatically pick up on things during the course of the movie that would make you think that that oh yes, it's it's like someone different who then turned out to be Stephen, but Capel or Capel, or Capel, I think, <laughs> Jr. Um, yeah. But uh, since we're on the director, let's stick with that. I I think he did a really good job. I think I well I. Obviously, Kugler brought something to the franchise, which was different, and the way he shot some of the fight scenes especially were different mm. and This does kind of go back old school more old school so if you look at if you 're looking at as we will multiple times in this episode looking at the Rocky <laughs> franchise and looking at different things, yes, the fight scenes in this movie are less like the fight scenes in Creed or even Rocky Balboa, so it 's kind of going more back to you know what I think what we were used to a little bit. But a, it still works, and we did. We do get some cool shot fighting shots in this movie, like when I mean, you're seeing it for like from uh, Victor's point of view, punching away. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. That's that was really cool. So I think he did a real. I think again, Kugler did a really good job. But but sometimes people do forget. You know, he didn't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> right. Uh, right. I mean, even with Black Panther, which was really good. It's. I mean. It's not the Citizen Kane of comic book <laughs> movies. It's, it's a good movie. And, and and Creed was a very good movie, and it w- it was super good because of the fact that you – know, that, that hey, yo, it's super good. <laughs> it's good – it was really good because nobody – most people didn't give it a snowball's chance to be good or to succeed because it's – again, that's another one that seemed gimmicky. I heard – I remember hearing about the concept of Creed for a while before there were people really attached to it. Uh, other than I knew Stallone was going to be somehow involved in it, but you know all the pieces didn't fall into place till later on. And I I was interested in it because I'm I'm a fan of the fr- a fan of the franchise, and I was a I really like Apollo Creed, so yeah this is kind, <laughs> this is kind, so it, it was a concept that grabbed me. But again, it could have been it could have failed miserably. But much like this movie, a lot of people thought this could really drift into the cheese and go back to. Rocky IV, which is very popular and it's highly rewatchable, <laughs> and despite the fact that it has no Bill Conti music at all, it still has a really good soundtrack.
0: I was going to bring that up too. Yeah, like, yeah. Just...
1: Well, about, well, about yeah. a lot of Rocky IV?
0: Yeah, yeah. The soundtrack is incredible. it's like one of those great soundtracks
1: from an 80s movie. Yes, yeah, it's still it's a, still a cool workout soundtrack. And even like yeah. if you find a greatest hits package of like I have the uh, the soundtrack technically from Rocky Balboa, which is really just the greatest hits of mm. the entire the entire uh, series and a lot there are there's a huge amount of songs off of rocky for alone <laughs> i'm trying to say heart hearts on fire yeah uh, no easy way out is no always one of my favorites out, this is the montage
0: Burt Burt, when he's Burt. driving in his car just remembering about how apollo died three minutes earlier in the movie <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like having flashbacks to stuff it's like we just saw that scene <laughs>
1: And the classic flash-forward scenes are things we haven't seen yet, but we're going to see <laughs> right. It's another tradition in the franchise. But despite all that, if you're looking at Rocky IV fairly, Rocky IV is kind of is where the franchise jumped the shark, really. <laughs> <laughs> Good, watchable, likable. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly better than Rocky V, but right. Rocky V does have a lot more from a, the way it's shot, the way it looks, even thematically it does kind of fit in with the series a lot more than rocky 4 but we know we know people like rocky IV. I like rocky IV watching it I can just very easily pick out the flaws in rocky IV more than the others but yeah, rocky, co- yeah i i think i think you're right about rocky IV sort of like jumping the shark because i think
0: rocky IV almost seems to straddle the line between like a boxing movie and Proto superhero movie. Right. Like, there's something about like where he's like, it's in that verge of like you know the the later Die Hard movies where it's like this guy is not like a human being anymore. He's he's fighting this invincible Russian machine. And oh by the way, by the end of the movie, he brays, he basically brings down the Soviet <laughs> Union. He he brings democracy to the
1: USSR. After the, and, enti- after the entire movie was about. Was about revenge and us versus them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty silly. I know, and a lot of people. And I don't know. We're going off. We're going into franchise talk more than I figured early, which is fine. But right. a lot of a lot of people group Rocky three with Rocky four, but I don't think that's really fair because I think Rocky three had a good. Rocky three had an important message to it, and I will always favor Rocky three in general over many of the movies in the franchise because it dealt mm-hmm. with something that came from Stallone's own experience. It was it. It was not. So, Rocky IV was supposed to be Rocky III. Even back in, I think when he was talking about – I think it's in this Time Magazine article I still have cut uh, cut out somewhere from 1982 when Rocky III came out. That his original idea for Rocky III was to fight like a Russian in the Roman Coliseum. So so the concept of Rocky IV was kind of always ingrained in him with obviously some modifications. But Rocky III was just born from his own rags-to-riches overnight success – Story and how we're always conditioned to deal with failure, but we're not conditioned how to deal with success, and right. and and, <laughs> and that's where the whole eye of the tiger thing came from and everything. So that's why I think because it's more of a personal story, and I think it's a relatable personal story. That that's why I think it's unfair when they kind of make Rocky Three and say, yeah, the whole Hogan part is cartoony, okay, mm. but to make the time the whole movie. I mean, Mr. T is just a really good villain, but he's I mean, but Drago is clearly more of a in in Rocky Four, much more of a cartoony villain than Mr. T. Mr. T's just a guy that you don't want to bump into in an alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Mr. T was a scary villain, like
0: but like Drago was like he was like a movie villain. He was like the Terminator. Yes, <laughs> like, yes just some, he was. There was something like inhuman about it where you just felt like bad guy, like like just in but in, in a very sort of two dimensional way. Um, whereas, like, Mr. T, you, like, you knew the hunger and the
1: hatred that was, like, fueling this guy. So, yeah. Right, and as some people have pointed out, that certainly in the beginning of the movie, Mr. Uh, Clubber Lang is actually the Rocky of that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because he, he, you know, cause he is the he is the hungry up and coming, you know, and still in a lot of people's eyes, obviously not Mickey's, but in a lot of people's <laughs> eyes, the underdog. So, uh, which you you actually see coming back to
0: the new movie, you see that in Creed too, which is why you know Creed. Had a lot of parallels to Rocky, obviously. Creed 2 basically does Rocky two, or yeah, Rocky two, Rocky three, and Rocky four. Actually, I,
1: like, when we get yeah. into this later, I actually I actually wrote down a lot of what I, and you may have different things than I did too, in your head, and if even if you didn't write it down, I have things that I, I that I picked up in, in Rocky and in, in, in Creed two that I thought were throwbacks to Rocky two, three, four, five, and Rocky Balboa. So, uh, but. So we talked about Drago and that's probably a good way to actually like cre- creep into talking about you know, the movie that we're supposed to be talking about more but <laughs> well, but like we said this you can't this and that's the whole point of this really you're not committed to, you can't talk about Creed 2 without looking back at the Rocky franchise for multiple reasons so that's why we will hop and jump a little but we don't want to overshadow the main movie which we which we should both point out. I mean, we should point out to everybody we both really enjoyed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I yes, no, no spoilers. Like I'm not gonna wait till later. I really like this movie. I like I like both of the Creed movies a whole lot. Um, and just yeah, one more time, just kind of get, get put put the Rocky franchise to bed. I'll. Um, Tell you right now, I haven't seen Rocky Balboa yet. Really? Like it was one of those things where I grew up watching the Rocky movies and I loved them, um, but like when it came to like Rocky Five, I was like, yeah, okay, we're done. And then when he did Rocky Balboa, I think it was like, I, I think I was just at this point where I was like on he was 30 years old in the first one we're supposed to expect this like 25 years later like I was like this is just gonna be silly because I think it was around the same time he was doing the fourth Rambo movie yeah and I around. was like this is I was like this is pretty sad for first of us just alone just go, go back for these obviously it's like a cash grab. I just I had no interest in it because I was just like I had a very cynical belief in it or whatever. now I've actually I've heard really good things about Rocky Balboa and I will say because wanting to go back and read visiting since um since watching creed 2 i was looking on like the different streaming platforms like uh, netflix and amazon prime and hbo go just seeing if what rocky movies they had um and i finally just decided i was gonna rent rocky uh on itunes tonight and i found out that they had the rocky heavyweight collection which was all of the first six movies for 30 bucks uh, which takes out to like five dollars a movie so i was like yeah. Okay. We're doing this. So, <laughs> cool. I, I, got, I got all six of them. So I have Rocky Balboa. I just need. I'm going. I'm. I watched Rocky tonight before this recording, and I'm oh, going nice. to go through all of them. So I will see it, but as of now, I haven't. So cut to 2015. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same way. I I'd heard that they were doing this Creed movie. I'm like, all right, that sounds kind of dumb. Like I didn't. I I just I was like, okay, it's Apollo's son, but I hadn't seen Fruitvale Station. I hadn't seen Stick, so I didn't really know anything about <laughs> (laughs) The The Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think it was. I think probably my brother told me that Creed was pretty good or was getting good reviews, and I was probably just bored that day, so I went to the theater. I saw like a matinee, cheap show, and it blew me away. Uh, I thought, after The Force Awakens, it was my favorite movie of 2015. Now The Force Awakens probably isn't my favorite movie of the year anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That that has changed Um, (laughs) for many reasons yeah but creed is still is still highly regarded up there so yeah when they when i like it was one of those as soon as i heard they're doing creed 2 i'm like i'm there um but like kind of just didn't it was just one of those like automatic like i i didn't even need to see a trailer or a teaser for it i was just like i was always going to be there
1: for this one so yeah despite and even if like you and i were in regardless of no trailers the fact that both of those trailers were so good especially (laughs) the second one i'm telling you this and that trailer alone makes you think, man. You know they should have an Oscar category for trailers <laughs> because that is because there are so many people that I saw that I know watch that trailer who really are not like diehard franchise fans. Like let's say like for the most part, like we are. But they but it's hard not to watch that trailer and get pumped. You know, it's hard not to feel something in that trailer just the way it's put together. So that that was a so they absolutely whoever was had the final whether that was you know the director alone or whatever whoever or the or the studio and the director whoever decided to put that put put it together the way they did that was just a brilliant the second trailer especially that just yeah. that was every you, know, you got the vibes off of everything in that that you needed to see and regarding this i guess even though most i'm sure most people know what the you know who care know about the plot for this movie because it's not it, it's not they've kind of made it crystal clear. Even though the first trailer was clever, that if we didn't know, like we man, Rocky slash Creed fans already knew you know, what, what was coming with this movie, but they did a good job at hiding it until like the final scene of the first trailer to make it clear. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you talk a, lo- a lot of uh, a lot of mystery and and a lot of cryptic talk until you until you see you know the Drago robe and it's like oh. Of course, some people thought, "Oh, was he fighting Ivan Drago? No, come on." <laughs> <laughs> Which at the you time, okay, Dolph Lundgren
0: looked pretty menacing in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like he yes. didn't look like he was in fighting shape, but like his first scene with—well, it's not his first scene, but the first time he's on the screen with Sly, like in his restaurant—I got chills. I was like, "This is this is tough, dude." I, like I really thought he could like reach over the table and grab Sylvester Stallone by the throat.
1: And I kind of wish, oh. I didn't finish my one. Pl- Hold on to that uh, restaurant point because I, lo- okay. I love that scene. That yes, for those who don't know, basically the plot is the movie. The movie begins with Adonis becoming heavyweight champion, which I do want to talk about because there's mm-hmm. kind of an inconsistency there with Creed too. Uh, that he becomes heavyweight champion, and we already we've already seen you know Avon and Victor before that, so we know what's coming. But then basically uh, Ivan's been living in shame pretty much for in in been exiled. Ever since uh, he lost that fight to Rocky, he's lost everything. He blames Rocky for everything. So, and he basically his son's being raised to, you know, as they like they say in this movie about raised, you know, what raised in hate. That more <laughs> or less he's raised as a one with a one-track mind and raised in a really harsh situation. And his father's more of a taskmaster than a parent. Right. Uh, and the whole goal is to basically for at least for Avon there to basically redeem himself and and seek. Uh, re- resurrect himself in the eyes of the world, and certainly in, in, his, in Russia, slash, what you know, the, was re- the remnants of the Soviet Union. Right, uh, they're,
0: they're living in squalor in
1: yes, the Ukraine. The Ukraine, and it's. I think it's
0: it's very crucial that Drago didn't just lose his reputation, his celebrity, and his country. Very crucially, he lost his wife, Bridget Nielsen, up and left him, uh, and that is the, that is the thing more than anything that is driving these two.
1: So. That is true, even though obviously Victor has a much different view on, <laughs> on Luke <Right>. Miller, <laughs> and you can't say his views wrong because the one, the dra- the dra- the Dragos are obviously the ba- the quote unquote villains of this movie, but they're humanized villains. <laughs> at least Vic- <laughs> at least especially Victor. Yeah, I mean you can get a little bit of, of why you know the his father is the way he is, but his father is. His father obviously still has a lot of the old of of, of Drago in him, because he really he you know he really is not you know particularly nice for the for the uh, for the bulk of the movie. You know he's the one who he's constantly pushing Victor to do stuff that we know you can tell by the look on Victor's face that he really doesn't want to do. But he's but Victor is trying to seek the approval of his father, mm-hmm. and he's and he's trying to get the love of his father, which obviously is the is the undermining theme of this whole movie is fathers and sons. That hmm. the, the father, in which obviously much probably resonated with you a little bit more these days, too. There were,
0: yeah, there were <laughs> there were definitely some scenes in this that uh,
1: that that caught me up like that. Yeah. That the idea that you have the multiple father and son relationships. You have Ivan and Victor, and you have Apollo and Adonis, and you have which was which again I want to talk about later the Robert Rocky stuff. But then you also have the rocky Adonis relationship, which sometimes people which is really which on one level shouldn't be overlooked because they're obviously he is Rocky is obviously this the uh, symbolic father for, the, right. for Adonis and in a way Adonis is kind of like even though this is not a shot at Robert the, you know his real son but in a way Adonis is the son that he never had as far as carrying on the heart of who Rocky was. Right. Kind of going, exactly. Yeah. Kind of going back to like the tagline in the first movie which paraphrased is what your legacy is more than, more than your name or more than his mm-hmm. name that that was a true that was true for both the characters that Adonis is, Adonis was just not, you know, nothing more than Apollo's son and and that wasn't all he w- was and Rocky's legacy was wasn't just him but but his but what he What was the essence of Rocky didn't have to be passed on through a Balboa because it obviously wasn't. It was going to be passed on through a Creed, through through Adonis. So his legacy in a way wasn't – also wasn't wasn't a name, not his own name. It was – so it was applicable to both.
0: Right, and if you looked at the first Creed, it was about Donnie or Adonis living up to his father's name, like stepping inside his father's shoes and his his father's trunks and living in his father's shadow, whereas this time – That seems to be what's fueling the Drago subplot, but for Donnie, ultimately by the end of it, it's having to step outside of that and having to shed – you know, that, that name and kind of break away from his father's legacy. And that's why, well, I mean, we're getting to, to the very end of it, but basically he, he didn't fight for Apollo this time. What the, the crucial thing is he fought for himself. He fought for his family. He fought for his pride. And it wasn't about the past for him. It was about the future. And that's the difference between him and Drago.
1: That is absolutely true, and it kind of, and it still kind of echoes. Dra- you know, with Drago himself at the end of the fir- at the first fight, when he's basically saying, "I'm fighting for myself. Screw right. you!" <laughs> and, and boy, you paid the price for that one. <laughs> they, they didn't whack him after the fight, like a lot of people probably figured they would have. But you, but you kind of figured. It, you might have figured he was going to be thrown in Siberia, but it was close. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> but yes, the uh, that is the the ultimate, and that kind of goes back to what what Yoda, oh, what I mean, Rocky was trying to get through <laughs> to him the entire point of what was he really fighting for all along, and kind of if you're not, you, and you have to really fight for the right reason, or, or else you're asking for trouble if you're really not. Uh, so back to, again because I don't want to f- I don't want to forget your point because it was a good segue. The restaurant scene. The restaurant scene super important in the movie because that's where, and actually even before that was kind of cool too. Once we see the Dragos in Philadelphia,
0: mm-hmm. actually that it was it was the scene before we get to the restaurant. You're right. The first time we see the Dragos when they're at the top of the steps, it's like the enemy has like come to conquer and they've come. Like, it felt like an invasion. Right. Was like a, I was like, oh, what is like the, oh god, what is uh, what's the what's the 80s movie about the Reds invading Michigan? Red Dawn. <laughs> Red Dawn, thank you. I had shades of that. I was just like, <laughs> Wolverine. Wolverines! Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>, Wolverines! <laughs> I, I had that sort of, like, flair. Like, it was just like this kind of, like, menace of these two guys just standing on Rocky's turf on those steps when Drago's looking at the
1: statue. Yes, the statue it was, was a very, very powerful... There are lots lot. Yeah, that was a very powerful scene without any words, really. Just yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah like the whole the whole prologue with just them training is like silent. Is bereft of any dialogue and everything. And, and those guys do so much without saying anything. It was so incredible. Like I, yeah, it's they're ostensibly the villains because they're the antagonists. But the Drago story was really compelling, and I loved watching those guys. They were just great to like so captivating to look at on the screen.
1: No, I, abs- I absolutely agree, and they do something. Hey, I'm, what, I can check something off my notes here, uh, and, and, all, and that was at the top of my notes. Yes, that. that the, and, I, and I have a lot of notes for this movie because I love all the, because I love Rocky, so of course. <laughs> but the Dragos, they, they do something with the Dragos that really weren't done with, with many uh, antagonists in this whole series, which was they humanize them. And they gave them a point of view, and you got to see them do things besides just train and go to – and have a, a weigh-in or a press conference. And things. So pretty much because you th- they – obviously they humanized Apollo and Rocky one and Rocky two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kleber Lang got, we got none of that with Kleber Lang. We got none of that with Drago. Tommy Gunn, you got to put an asterisk on it because that was a whole wolf in sheep's clothing plot line. Right, so you, he's, he's so you the protege. To, yes, yeah. You had to know a little or care a little about him just because. I mean, even then, there wasn't that, all that much. Rocky Balboa, when you watch it, you'll see that they did that much like Apollo, which mm-hmm. makes sense when you see the movie. Mason Dixon, you do, you do get. A, they do humanize Mason Dixon to a large extent. But they do that with the Drago's, but they do it with, again, you kind of you kind of wish they had more screen time
0: yeah yeah and R- Ricky Conlon in the first Creed, he didn't get no, a whole no, lot no, of no, no. Definitely, I mean it was a it was a fun character i I actually think i I liked his um his uh manager uh played by Graham McTavish a little yes. bit more I would have watched to watch it um and the one thing I would say is the the fleshing out of Apollo had you know like he, he benefited from return appearances because having just watched Rocky a few hours ago, there wasn't a whole lot to Apollo in the first one. I think it was really in the sequel. Yes. Which we got to know him a little bit more. Right. And we got to see more of what made him tick. And I, I mean, in a lot of ways, the, the feeling that, you know, he had to have this rematch because it wasn't earned. His championship, his
1: title was perhaps not deserved. Which again is echoed in Yes, and that's one of the things a lot when we get to when we get to the the beats that repeat themselves. Yes, that and they did that in a, and I thought they did that in a very clever way. Yeah, yeah. Because even though because structurally, let's be honest. Well, this movie obviously it calls back and it plays and, and this is a, not a criticism, it's a positive because I I know related to Halloween Halloween when you see it, I I heard on somebody's podcast. That in a way they thought Halloween played better 2018 if you viewed it as a greatest hits package and not it works better that way than just oh as a true mm. sequel you know to to the 78 movie mm. this movie works as a sequel obviously to Creed slash Rocky 4 but it also works as a greatest hits package but it works because it fits into the plot and I think that's I think that's important but there's a but structurally this movie despite the fact that the the trigger and it kind of gets everything going. Goes back to Rocky Four. Rocky Three is much more like you and I kind of speculated based on things that we had kind of seen in the trailers that there was a strong possibility this was going to be a Rocky Three kind of beat to it as yeah. far as the overall structure. And it really is. Right. You're gonna see. You're gonna see Donnie at
0: his peak when he's like the new pretty boy, the new you know the heavyweight champion. Or he's got to get taken down. He's got to lose. And then it's got to be the recovery and the and the comeback story. You've got to fit all of those into the same plot. So Rocky IV sort of did that, except Rocky's loss was actually the death of Apollo. Right. So they sort of switched it. But yeah, there is kind of that formula. But yeah, we definitely see in terms of the – and you already mentioned it. The sort of parallel between Victor Drago is a lot more like Clubber Lang in this one than Ivan Drago. Um just because we see him growing up in hunger, we see him challenging and the, the threat of of having that rawness and then being the favored one when they have the rematch right and and the way that's flipped so
1: and he yeah, he definitely does not have all the advantages his father had
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and so and he's just and i but I do like but there I do there's so, there are so many comparisons it's tough cuz like even when when rocky's talking about when he when when Adonis goes to see Rocky and pretty much tells him that he <clears throat> you know that he's going to take the fight and rocky you know tries to talk him out of which we've, most people have seen not all. Actually, there's a lot you didn't see from that from that exchange, but we've all seen bits and pieces of it from multiple trailers and clips. That one of the things that he points out, which is which is again eerily similar, not coincidentally, I'm sure, the fact that when 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 Apollo was talking about Drago, talking about you know he's big but he's clumsy and you know in that that I know I can beat him, that Rocky's certainly not going that oh I know you can beat him, but he was pointing out you know the Victor's kind of like you know he's really raw, you know that he's strong, mm-hmm. he's really raw. Uh, but as well as playing up you know how how dangerous you know how dangerous he was mm-hmm. too and because of that like again echoing back to Kleber Lang, you know when you you know when you've got when you have nothing to lose you know when you're raised in that kind of environment and you have nothing to lose that makes you a very very dangerous fighter And you know, Adonis again echoing Apollo with the "I'm dangerous," which is another Rocky II throwback. Um, I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous.
0: I actually, and it's in it's in the second trailer. I love when Rocky says, "This guy broke things in me that have never been fixed," and that like harkens back to like the one good thing about Rocky V was him dealing with basically
1: brain damage and, and concussion syndrome. Which is actually one of the one of the few times in this movie. A few times, if you want to – if you view at the moment, and you, and you, can, you can, but it won't – down the road, probably, unfortunately, we won't be able to do this. But if you viewed kind of like Rocky Balboa, Creed and Creed II, or like its own trilogy, now this is kind of like the only real acknowledgement of some of the stuff from Rocky V, which is one of my problems with Rocky Balboa is that they just didn't acknowledge anything about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now you could chalk it up to kind of like being misdiagnosed to a large extent with post-concussion syndrome. And things right. like that. You could have chalked it up somehow, but by not addressing it, it kind of was lame. Yeah, I'm making it sound like oh, it didn't really, it didn't really happen. Uh, but yes, yeah, that line, that that, and obviously, there's a whole lot of breaking references throughout this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They really leaned on that one. <laughs> yeah, they they def- they they definitely did not um. They did not disappoint and people did not think we were going to get any variation on that on that line, but it's interesting some of the things in the trailers did not make make it into the movie you know well
0: that's i am mean, that doesn't surprise That
1: doesn't me surprise me anymore at all but and some and, and and which is also not surprising that some of the lines that do make it into the movie are not actually the same cut of the line or take mm-hmm. that we saw in the trailer uh, and I think actually that that breaking the things the things he broke in me line I think is another one that in the movie I think it's a different take yeah, of that yeah. uh, but you know the yeah the the I wish they hadn't shown all that drago rocky stuff at the restaurant the 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 whole exchange cuz you pretty much did see it either in in the clip that they released so people had watched that clip you had seen most of it where i see and, and this is an interesting way the movie was cut i kind of like the fact that Rocky and Drago are having the conversation at the same time uh, Bianca and Adonis are seeing the challenge on TV yeah but yeah. on another level I don't because the Rocky Drago stuff would have in, on one level would have played better if it was all not interrupted mm-hmm. so I kind of go back and forth on that and one of the things I and yeah, that scene is that scene is that scene is great and you can see and I like the way you know it is rocky that you know Rocky is obviously it's typical Drago and he's accurate. But when, when he points out, when he talks about you know the, the good pictures, the good pictures, but none of me. Right. And Rocky's, and, and you can understand that that's even though that was arguably based on the <laughs> impossibility of it. That Rocky's greatest moment, as far as what he was able to physically do, it was a time frame that he doesn't really want to remember for multiple reasons. Right. Because of Apollo and because of the fallout from his fight with you know how it affected you know his life. So. It makes sense why Rocky would not have that there, but yet, based on the kind of like chip-on-his-shoulder version of Drago, it would make sense why he would somehow almost be slighted (laughs) slighted with that too. (laughs) The one thing that disappointed me about that scene, and I think you and I I did talk about this previously, I think it was a missed opportunity for him not to mention something about how he was... If he hadn't actually... began to seek it that he was planning on seeking a rematch with Rocky but Rocky had retired already and he was never going to yeah. get it because I think that would have played up the bitterness aspect a little bit more and also possibly given an explanation for why he obviously didn't he chose not to fight again When let's be honest realistically we know he could have beat the crap out of everybody we saw on Rocky Five. <laughs> so if he had come back, he probably would have been heavyweight champion pretty easily. So, but it, by, by, by playing up the angle that the only way he was ever going to get redemption in his own eyes, in the, in the eyes basically of the Soviet Union, was to beat Rocky. That once he was denied that opportunity, once it was removed, that opportunity was taken off the table with Rocky's retirement. That there really was nothing left for him to fight for or to come back. I kind of think that would have been better. Or maybe that they even did. I even thought about even a back. Like they saying. Implying that they did a back channel. Like reach out to Rocky. But like. Like. You know. But Adrian shut it down. Which of course she would have. Because that would have been her character. She would have done that. Mm-hmm. But something like. I don't. I don't think it's bad the way they did it. I think it would have played up his motivation. About blaming Rocky so much. Because obviously his whole plan. A large part of his plan was to get literally when he says my son will break your boy that he can't he can't get physical revenge on Rocky but the only way but he, the next best thing is to break the person that means the most to Rocky. <laughs>
0: like, right. Yeah, he'll destroy the legacy and he'll yes. yeah, it's it's <laughs> revenge by proxy. Yes. You know I hadn't even thought about it but you because we we did kind of talk about that whole thing about a potential rematch and and Drago being denied that and maybe that just seeped into my brain because i kind of felt like that was implied and i kind of was thinking about that while i was watching the movie but now it you it was never stated it was never made explicit like that in the movie so i'm thinking maybe just because we'd had that talk beforehand i kind of went into it thinking about that and brought
1: that to,
0: brought that to the viewing
1: yeah and i was and i was hope yeah i was hoping there was going to because it would have been natural it would've been a natural <laughs> thing to say you know that and then you retired, so rematch, I, so remat, I right. could not get rematch, and something like right. something like, and and that that I thought that yeah, I thought that would have added to the the, the bitterness of why he's. I mean, it makes sense as it is why he would blame Rocky, but at least by proxy, but but still. Um, so from the course of the movie, obviously, Vic, Rocky doesn't want to train Adonis for logical reasons, not not mm-hmm. just because of the guilt, but because he basically like we. It becomes clearer later on because Rocky knows that not just that Adonis is doing not only is really doing it for the wrong reason, but he's approaching it the wrong way, which we'll get, which I'm gonna get to because I think it's my favorite line in the movie comes comes after when Rocky and Adonis have their reconciliation, which was kind of weird that they needed one. That kind of bothered me that Adonis kind of took that cheap shot at Rocky at that point about throwing in the towel. Um, The first movie, I get it, because Rocky had taken that in it. He didn't do it on purpose. I mean, he was he kind of did it. he, He said it on purpose, but he was he didn't. Mean to hurt Adonis the way he did when he made that crack about you know we 're not a real family, you know this isn 't you know things like that, so then when, right. so, so then when Adonis countered by saying you're not my you know you 're not my father or my real family either you, you know you you know you got my real family killed or whatever that that yeah. was kind of okay that was like tit for tat, both were inappropriate, but it balanced it out now or after all this time because we know a couple of years at least have passed that and and the closeness they have that seemed kind of like a cheap shot because because he has to be. I know he's a he's he's a he's hot-headed. Adonis is clearly hot-headed, but you would think he would be able to he should be able to understand logically why Rocky mm-hmm. would not want him to take this fight. Right. Wow. Right. I mean it's Rocky has seen this before. Yes. Rocky
0: has lived this before. He's speaking from experience, but it's not going to work because Donnie hasn't for Donnie this is new for Donnie this is happening to him. He can't see outside of this shadow. He's still living it. He still doesn't believe he's the champion that he deserves it. And, beca- and, and, they, they, I do think that was planted very well. And you mentioned something wrong with the fight in the beginning when he's, uh, when he wins the championship by beating, uh, Danny Wheeler. Um, like, and they mentioned that even like when they're talking about that, like on ESPN later on, they're like, well, you know, he kind of fought Danny Wheeler three years too late. Um, so they're already questioning, well, does he deserve this title and everything like that? And, and even, you know, at the end of the fight when like, you know, um, what is Tessa Thompson's name? You just Bianca, Bianca. Thank you. Um, well, I, getting into her character, who I, I love, and I love that right away when the movie starts, they remind us that she's yes. deaf, that she's yes. going deaf. And they yes. they take out her hearing aid and everything like that, and they they focus on that a couple of times for the payoff later on in like the second act. Um, but yeah, like she's she's like kissing him and she's telling like listen to what they're saying. He's like you want, and he's like he doesn't believe it, and I think he's still he is still like he doesn't believe it he he feels a little bit insecure about having the the title of the championship and doesn't know how to deal with it is what you said about about Rocky 3 he doesn't know how to deal with that success
1: yes and there and again he's still and he kind of still living in the apollo shadow which we, i guess we're supposed to assume logically based on the way the movie ends that he's kind of exercised that that he stepped out of it by the end mm-hmm. uh, that he that he accepts, you know, that he accepts who he is, you know, which obviously in the fi- in the final fight itself, you kind of get that, uh, with you know, what's 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 your name, you know, that kind of thing. But the one thing about the the thing about the fight with Wheeler that I thought was odd because the first movie they're both light heavyweights, they're both light heavyweights, and you know, right? Wheeler's a light heavyweight, Adonis is a light heavyweight, Conlon's a light heavyweight. So now we're supposed to believe in the course of a couple of years that that Wheeler's become heavyweight champion <laughs> and then Adonis is now fighting as a heavyweight too which seemed which I, as soon as i saw that that is like okay and it seems like that might have just been a convenient plot point to make it seem like he gained enough weight where him fighting Victor was not as much of a mismatch as physically it looks like it is. <laughs> that, that's how they that's how they technically can be in the same weight class because pretty much once you get it, you know, once you're in as a heavyweight, you know, you're a heavyweight whether you're like 215 right. pounds or 280 pounds, you're still a heavyweight.
0: So. You know, that that did like when I heard them say like heavyweight champion, I was like.
1: Wait, was Danny a heavyweight? I don't. Danny, I don't think he was big enough to be a heavyweight. No, he was light. But, he was a light heavyweight. Yeah, because I, uh, cause I think. It, what did they say? He was something like. Uh, he was like 170 or 1 or 175. I think when he fought uh, the, the trainer's kid that was, the guy who was running Mickey, Mickey's gym. That that's the first fight he had when he was trained with Rocky. That. When they talked about losing oh, yeah. five pounds or whatever, what do you weigh now and whatever? So I think he just had to drop five pounds. So he was, yeah, he definitely was, he definitely was a light heavyweight. So that did strike me. That was something just from you know, from remembering the first movie and knowing boxing a little bit. That seemed like it's not impossible. Certainly, certainly light heavyweights have moved up, and I think I do think a light heavyweight. I think, I think, yeah, I think Michael. I, I, I Michael think you're right. Moore, I think Michael Moore was. I think he was a light heavyweight in, before, and he became heavyweight champion. So, but I think
0: you're right. I think they just had to bump Donnie up so that it would be believable that he could be in the ring with Victor Tron. Yes, They're like just somebody that size. It's like they, okay, we we can't
1: have we can't say he's a light heavyweight. Right. So. And the first fight, the first fight, the I like the fact that the first fight, obviously, they throw it back to Rocky and, and Clubber Lang. The first fight, but Adonis does better than Rocky does. Now, now Rocky started. Now, to be fair, Rocky started better than Adonis did, because right. that was, which was the surprise to every. I think nobody expected that, especially since his head was clearly not where it should have been. He just comes out wailing on, uh, you know, wailing on Clubber Lang, but that was short-lived. But uh, but Adonis obviously is not doing well. There's no reason to think he wasn't going to get knocked out. But then Victor throws out one one shot when Adonis is down on, like, on his knee and, and gives him a shot to the head, and he gets disqualified, which I thought – which was a very clever. I was very impressed with that because it also answered one of the great mysteries of the trailers when everybody said oh they fight twice and as more footage came out it did become clear they had to fight twice because then you really right. had glimpses of, of both of them wearing different tr- colored trunks and everything right. but but you saw two gr- big entrances for clearly two different fights mm-hmm. with the entourage holding the championship belt both times right so that didn't make any sense if you lost if he loses the first fight, to Drago, then, then how cause can he still be champion? Well, that's his how, because technically he doesn't lose. Right, because Drago's disqualified. He wins, by, disqual- he wins yeah. by disqualification, but echoing Apollo, who won the first fight against Rocky. By split decision, but not in the eyes of, of many of the fans in the world and everybody else.
0: Well they even they even say during like the right before the rematch starts, they're like, you know, Donnie's the defending heavyweight champion going in at a twenty to one underdog. Yes. <laughs> He's like, they're like yeah, like Victor Drago who is who is disqualified, who is the challenger, is a twenty to one favorite to win.
1: It's like that's crazy. <laughs> And see, the one thing – th- going back to that restaurant scene related to things that didn't happen, I also thought because this would have played into that disqual- – it would have made that disqualification even more problematic and, and Ivan or could have been even more upset about it was that if they had talked about him wanting a rematch with Rocky but never being allowed to get it, that he could have – Drago could have said something to Rocky that once we break, once we break him, he'll never, well, he will never get a rematch. Mm-hmm. So then, because because of Victor's screw up and not knocking and not knocking him out, but getting disqualified, that basically forces them to fight a second time, which which <laughs> he had no intention of ever doing. And because right. of that, so that and that just like just completely like throws off. Because obviously, you know, Avon's doing a lot of head games, tons of head games. Mm-hmm. With not just Rocky, obviously, but with Adonis, with that you're much smaller than your father and all that. Great. Which was, yeah, it was a great line <laughs> at the way in start yeah, of. Yeah, yes. yeah, it yeah. It, it was, it was, it was great. And he's just playing, yeah, he's just playing tons of head games. And probably he, he, he probably figured just by making it clear to Rocky what he was planning to do to Adonis that that alone might make. He probably anticipated Rocky would not. Trained him mm-hmm. for multiple reasons, not because of Adonis, but uh Drago did to Rocky physically, mostly because of what happened to Apollo, right. and because of how attached he was to Adonis, that it was too too personal for him. So he probably figured that that was the best way to get him out of the picture, and everything else too. So the disqualification, yeah, that it was very clever, and it had and it put people in a really. But well, Adonis was still champion, but nobody in the world, including himself, really felt like it.
0: <laughs> it it's also just a nice little way of avoiding it being a, a repetition of the same thing. Right. It's like, I mean, it wouldn't be that bad if it was just, yeah, he lost and he challenges him to a rematch. It's like, OK, we've seen that in Rocky Three. It's like, OK, OK. But it's this was a nice way of avoiding the, the obvious comparison, sort of sidestepping it, but getting to the same place.
1: Yes, and that's what I, and that's what I That's when things like that work. The, I think the best when they do kind of like tweak it a little. When you don't entirely know the way things are gonna go. I mean, it's all it also, it's all formulaic. It's, I mean, it is, but it but but it works, and that's why when some people criticize it, but when they tweak it a little and give you a little bit of what you don't expect, I think that it it can be it can pay off well.
0: Right. It's also just that little bit of tweaking the plot gives us a lot of character of Victor. I mean that, that tells him all that he's that he takes that cheap shot because of how amped he is and how full like he's an emotional fighter at that moment you know he he can't resist and and they bring that up like when he like in the in their second bout in their rematch at the end they're like Victor Drago
1: showing restraint <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and, and so. yes and because it's obviously you know, you know no, no matter how because Ivan is just pushing him so hard. Mm-hmm. And even in the first fight when he's clearly doing so well, he's still riding his ass like – which, again, it's 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 kind of like deja vu because of the fact that that's what they were doing to him, to Drago in the corner when he was fighting Rocky. And it's like uh, it's like a make – it's like, oh, he's nothing. It's nothing. What are you doing? It's like I know what I'm fighting and I'm what I'm fighting is a nothing. So just trust <laughs> me on this one.
0: <laughs> so a little, Let me ask you. Was there any point in the movie did you ever think that Victor was going to lash out and hit Ivan?
1: No, no, I didn't.
2: Okay,
0: there were there were a couple of times when I was looking in his eyes and I was like, ooh, I was like, remember that moment in Rocky IV when Drago picked up the like <laughs> Russian sponsor guy? Like even though he was wearing his gloves, he managed to grab him by his neck like a chokehold and lift yes. him
1: off the ground. I was like, look. right, right, I, before, I, right before getting knocked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. like there were there were a couple of moments I was like. Man, I was like, like Ivan Drago is creating a Frankenstein's monster, and I'm not. I think there's going to come a point in this movie where he's going to lose control, and it's going to come back at him. Um, and it's, eh, but it, I, I'm I'm glad it didn't go that way because that's where I thought it was going. Um, it actually went a nicer place than yes. I thought.
1: Yeah, so. and it did. Go, and the, the and the way we'll get to this so, very soon. The way it, yeah, the way the relationship begins, and in the way it, and. We, where we first see them and and where we see them at the end, yes. Like in the beginning, like like literally, like the first time you see you see Victor at all is like when Yvonne punches him to wake him up. <laughs> right, right. So that's all, so in a way that's again very subtle and effective let you, or maybe not so subtle, but certainly very effective to let you know what their relationship is like. It's not right. father son. It is not a lot, of, not a lot of love and respect. There not there may be some respect from Victor maybe but it's more out of fear and out of trying to you know, trying to seek his father's approval the way and the only way to do it is basically just to do things his father's way right but and yeah
0: that's that's Victor wants his father's approval he wants his respect he wants his love whatever that however that manifests but for Ivan. Victor is a project more than anything. He's the agent of Drago's revenge. Yes. It's, he's the instrument. He's molding him into this instrument that he will use to redeem himself, to get his wife back, to get his country back, to get his celebrity back, and to destroy Rocky and his legacy. Right. It's, and, and Victor is just the agent, the instrument he's using for that. He's a tool. Yep. He's not a person until the very end.
1: Yeah, he's just that vehicle that he plans on using to get wherever he where, where he thinks he where he wants to go and probably where he believes he never should have been removed from. <laughs> right, right. But right. Uh, now, to me, as we as we start, there are lots of things I did. I I I thought I did like the the more fleshing out of or the continual, I should say, fleshing out of Bianca and Adonis's relationship. Uh, the daughter was cute. They made it. Kind of was a gutsy choice to go with the, with making making the child at least certainly implying that the child is going to be hearing impaired, even though they certainly give you a way out where they may not necessarily be that way.
0: I mean, she's wearing ear she's wearing hearing aids at the very end when they're at the cemetery. So, but I mean, hang on. Sorry, I had to cough and clear my throat. Okay. Um, yeah, she's it's definitely implied that she's got she has the hearing aids at the end, but the you know the, the advancements in hearing aid technology and the things like that that have just since you know we were young to wherever they will be when you know when when Amara Creed is an uh an adult. I mean, yeah, it, it's pretty incredible. So they could they could get around that if they needed to, but but I, I do like that and I think that kind of like harken back like the the physical. Um that you know, that was another sort of callback to, you know, like the problems with um with Rocky and Adrian. Yes. Um when it, like was that was that in Rocky Three No, that was in Rocky Two, Rocky two right? Two. Yeah, that was in Rocky Two. I couldn't remember. Um so but yeah, just like that other thing. And and that's why I'm glad that right from the beginning, the first time we see Bianca, they remind us that she's deaf and the first time she's seeing Adash, you know, she does the sign thing, you know, yes. <laughs> reminding him of the yes. funniest moment from the first movie, yes. which was terrific.
1: Yes. That that um, was very that was very mm-hmm. clever yeah. that inappropriate they 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 going back to that. Some habits don't change. Right. Um, um and I
0: liked I liked his proposal. I liked how sloppy it was um I, I like when he's asking like Rocky how did he do it and Rocky's like you know I I said you know something which I now realize is a really stupid way of saying <laughs> you know you're my world I can't live without you and um and I love li- I liked um I like Bianca's reaction to it and everything like that and um and yeah I thought it was it was really cute when they go to have dinner with uh Donnie's mom and they're like, we've got something we've got to tell you, and she's like, oh, I already know what you're gonna say. <laughs> and she's clearly kind of like the way she's treating Bianca. I was like, oh yeah, she's pregnant. Of course, we'd seen from the trailers. Yes, oh. yes,
1: yes. Yeah. But, but it, that was, but, that was not, but if you didn't know that, it was nice. It was nicely done. It was mm-hmm. nicely done. And I did, I do like, I did like halo again. Obviously, Adonis takes the rocky role in more ways than one because, especially, with the you know, with. The, in the rocky two moments with having the child and right. you know this will be like the greatest moment of your, your life and, and and of course a direct throwback when rocky's bouncing the ball outside mm-hmm. you know that's like when he like when he found out she was pregnant he was doing he was you know when adrian was doing that uh so uh bef- so the one thing i wanted to which kind of leads to when rocky and adonis have their yeah, this is the other thing which which directly relates to this because obviously Rocky's there when when Amara is pretty much born not in the room but he's at the hospital right. and then Caesar shortly thereafter and he comes out to kind of like reconnect with the you know with the sinking lost Adonis on on the the request of Marianne Creed. Right. And that's the one and that's another thing that I thought I wanted to see in this movie and that I didn't get as even though clearly we know based on their interaction, we can kind of assume this has taken place. Some kind of reconciliation between Marianne and Rocky has has taken place just by the way they're interacting, because that doesn't seem like it's. It could be the first time they've seen each other since you know Rocky IV, but right. but it doesn't seem like it is. There doesn't seem as much awkwardness as you would think. Right. I kind of was hoping that in this movie we would actually have gotten that moment of reconciliation between the two of them, and I think it's kind of in. Well, I think it might be implied it's already happened. I thought that would have—that's just, just being a fan of the series and being a fan that I think that once it became clear in Creed that Rocky and, his, and Marianne hadn't talked pretty much since the funeral, right. I thought that would have been something. I—that's one of the things I wanted to see, and I kind of so. But when he—but after he comes back, he comes out to California and and they're looking at, you know, at, at, at Apollo's. Beautiful room of trophies and pictures. <laughs> uh, that, to me, one of the coolest lines of the movie, and I just almost laughed to myself as soon as it happened, just because it sh- there was because to me there it, it, there was a lot of depth to it, and it showed it it showed a lot. It was just the way when there, when he and Adonis are talking, and Rocky just says that line about you know your natural style just won't work with someone that big. Mm -hmm. Just the way he says that in the the low inflection, you know, it's very quiet. It's not a whisper, but it's not much above the whisper. You know, it's just like that. It's like, yeah, your natural style just just won't work. Because that's to me, that line was so beautiful and powerful because, number one, it shows you that, yes, they're going to reconnect, and Rocky's got a plan. But it also shows you you going back to why he didn't train him the first time because he knew – he probably knew Adonis was never was, was going to be again too stu- too stubborn and right. to possibly accept the fact that his style wasn't going to work with somebody like that. Right. And just the fact that that just showed you that they were you know where where you were going to go next and Rocky was going to be on board. <laughs> that.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that that whole line is like followed pretty beautifully yes. because Donnie's like, "What you think your style is better?" And Rocky's response is, "I beat him, didn't I?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: And there, and there, and there is there is a certain you know balancing act and ap- something apropos about the fact that at the end of the day, yes, well, there's no doubt even Adonis' natural style is kind of. I still think Adonis's natural style is, is still more Rocky than Apollo's. I really do think when you watch them fight, I don't, I don't see him fight and really see Apollo Creed. No, uh, he's not. The, he's not the jabber, stick and move kind of guy. So he is. He's got more speed than Rocky, and he's got some of the he's got the raw ta- the natural ability of Apollo Creed, some of those genes. But his style is still much more closer, I think, to Rocky's to begin with. But it is well, yeah. They even I mean they describe the way he
0: he works the body. He goes for body blows, not like headshots right. and uppercuts and everything. You know, he'll take those when they appear. But his style is more about getting in close and, and just wearing
1: the, down the body. So right, which is exactly how Rocky beat Drago because especially right. and, and one of my favorite Favorite lines, according to the novelization, according to the novelization of Rocky Four, that's that's the yeah, he, he really knocked Drago out because he broke his ribs in the fifteenth round. <laughs> there was a headshot to put him down, but that shot to the that, like that final shot to the ribs when he's in pain or whatever, he broke his ribs, and that's the reason. Right. And that's the main I kind of like that. Uh, so so, but yeah, the fact that he he had, basically had to adopt closer to a Rocky kind of style. That again, mm-hmm. the idea that he, that you had that as raw and talented as Victor was, Victor himself, much like Clever Lang, was untested <laughs> and it right. was inexperienced. And the fact that, and as the saying always goes, you you don't know, you know, you don't, until you've been tested, which is a key part of Rocky Balboa, by the way, from the Mason Dixon perspective. Mm. Uh, the idea that <clears throat> until you're tested, you, you know, you really, you know, you really don't know who, you, you really don't know who you are. So I, and I, yeah, and in the, in the, in the good, in the fun, and the way, of course, the final, you know, the final fight ends was, you know, probably was telegraphed a little bit because again we could maybe something they did, they played up a little bit too much was that thrown in the towel stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know why they do it because it's such it's such a thing that's been that's gonna hover because of Apollo, but they did touch upon it in Creed, and you know, I mean, I, I think with like Rocky and everything, it's more like do you want me, you know. Stopping the fight than actually throwing in the towel, but still, but it was a pro- but it it was it was a good reflection on Avon that you know when he saw his son you know getting the crap beat out of him and he who and his son who wasn't going to quit that he probably was right. now mind he was probably going to get knocked out the question was whether was there is going to be something worse than that right and I actually
0: <laughs> that was one thing that at first kind of disappointed me but then it, it surprised me because about halfway through the movie. I started to think, I was like, you know what? It feels like this movie is going to end with Ivan throwing in the towel and stopping the fight because Victor is losing. And I kept thinking... Man, Yvonne really doesn't seem like the type of person who would ever do that, based on his relationship with Victor. I was like, I can't imagine him feeling that bad. But by the end of it, like when he when Ivan looks back and Red Sonia has gotten up and left
2: <laughs> her new husband
0: or whatever, and she she's walked out, she's left them again, and he realizes his plan. Like everything he's been doing, he's he's sending his son to die to get this woman back and to get the, his his past back and it's not going to work and that's what changes that's what that's when he kind of breaks and says no stop this i i can't i can't do this anymore so I, I did think as even though i saw it coming i i was skeptical that they would be able to play it off well and i thought they did i thought it, it worked when they did it
1: yes it did work and i know i know my my audience was really into it on the, on the uh tuesday night shows last week uh you know they you know, they were you know they were cheering of course when Drago goes down and and they, they 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 cheered and applauded you know when 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 Ivan threw the towel in. uh so I I that was that was powerful and I do like the fact I I really and I respected Victor a lot that when Victor realized you know that his mother had pretty much cut out that the front runner that she is that once they thought, you know, and whoever the guy she was with, once they cut out, once they knew that, once there was a hint that things were going bad, once it became clear that it was unlikely to turn around, they got out of there fast, but the fact that that didn't, that did not prevent Victor from getting up again. You know, Victor was not going to, you know, so Victor would have stayed there and taken as much punishment as, you know, as he could have, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's just because of who he was and or, be, or just because he wanted to, dis, didn't want to disappoint his father or or the combination, that's that's who he was so i thought yeah i thought the ending probably you know that i guess the only surprise i guess if you're looking at it from a structural perspective that it was the 10th round and not the 12th round yeah that that but then maybe but you could make the case it was the 12th round maybe he would have been a little more reluctant to throw that towel in right right. (laughs) we only have 10 more seconds And honestly, like some of these movies, they don't
0: have to go that long. <laughs> like the fight doesn't have to go down to the last three seconds. No, of I, the
1: and I like the fact that it didn't. I like, I yeah. like, I like the fact that they went that route. And mm-hmm. I liked, I liked the fact which uh, supposedly this one that this was that it was Stallone's idea at the to not have Rocky come in the ring. Mm-hmm. After Adonis won, to kind of further the separation to, and that whole what uh, it's your time now or whatever, which was,
0: uh, yeah was uh, ad, yeah I was what ad lib that was
1: an ad lib line that was not written. Stallone just he just did that one. Okay. So um but but it, but it worked. I think I thought it worked. I thought it worked for what they're trying to convey, which is that maybe even though it doesn't mean that if they do another one, that you wouldn't want to see Rocky in it. But I think they are – they did a good job of kind of getting you to the point where maybe Adonis can stand as a character on his own. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I didn't like that line when he says, it's your time.
0: I, I felt like it was a little bit clunky. Um, at first, maybe maybe when I watch it again, I won't feel that way, but I thought it was just kind of like weird the way it said it. I was like, what? What does that even mean? And then when Rocky sat down outside of the ring, when he just kind of like sat down and watched, I was like, oh, I get it. He's basically saying, I'm done. And I took that as Stallone saying, I'm done with this franchise. Like, this is me writing myself out. Um, and then like the, with the final epilogue with him reconnecting with Robert with his son um, and for me like it it felt very much like if they do another creed and uh, we don't I, I don't think they need one I don't necessarily need. Like to see a furtheration of of Adonis story, although we, you know, <laughs> we have we have our plans for you know we're, 2040. We're going to we see the mixed martial arts we'll, Amara Creed. We'll keep, you know? we'll keep this franchise alive no matter what. <laughs> Yeah fighting what is this, Shaniqua a Lang and uh, and Sonia, Sonia Drago and all these other characters.
1: Yes. And they they say Polly's brain. <laughs> Put in the robot. In the robot. Yes, cuz
0: the robot, yes, <laughs> the, robot the robot will be back, but um but yeah, but and I don't know if they will, but if they did do, you know, a Creed 3, I took this ending as Stallone saying I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm done with this with this character, and that's why he was sitting sitting off on his side. It's, it's Adonis' story, um, which I like because one of the things in, – in looking at these two Creed movies, I couldn't help but thinking that Rocky stole the show in Creed, um, which just surprised me because I didn't think I had any – Anything left to see of this character, uh, but he was he was terrific and Creed. He was funny. He was great. It was I thought he deserved his Oscar nomination. Um, so I, I really liked it. But like once it got to this point, I was watching this movie thinking, you know what? I love the Dragos and and the the what they're bringing to this movie. I like Adonis's story and his relationship with Bianca and now his his struggling with fatherhood and 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 raising this girl. I was like, you know what? The, the thing I, I'm least interested in in this movie is is Rocky connecting with his son, and Rocky didn't have the same journey with this one because Rocky kind of got his closure by beating Drago the first time. So Rocky didn't have to go to the emotional place that Donnie went to. So, so by the end of this movie, I was kind of – I'm okay if this is the end of Rocky and we continue the stories with, with just Donnie and, and still alone either having a marginal part – or none at all,
1: and that's what I think it would be. I think, I think, if he is going to be in it, it would be more, It would be a smaller role, like a cameo. Uh, I still don't really think I want to see Rocky ever die on camera. Uh, no. I don't think I – that's why it was funny when people were talking about, oh, he's going to die in this one. It's like, what makes you think he would die in this one? You, everything you saw, saw that he was training training Donnie hard in the desert and stuff like that, <laughs> which clearly had to be for the fight he won. Now, how could you come up with a plot that would make any sense that – that Rocky trains this guy who's training super hard, and then he loses, and then he goes to the to the slick guys in California and wins, and that and that's and that's, a, and, that's, a, and, that's a, and, and that's a crowd pleaser. That made no sense whatsoever. Um, so no, I mean, if he
0: was if he was going to die, it would have been in Creed when they diagnosed him with cancer, yeah. and he was struggling. He would have died before Donnie's fight with Ricky Conlan. Um, and they, they actually didn't even really mention his, his battle with cancer in this one. It wasn't even, a, like, really an a, a issue. Uh, so you're right. I don't think we need to see that. Uh, came back to I did notice, and I noticed this right from the trailer, when we see Dottie training in the desert, I'm like, that's the rocky training in, in Siberia, yes, in, in Russia, is, like is. running up the frozen mountain. We're going the opposite yep. temperature. It's, it's diving in the yes, desert. That's, 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 it's, that's, it's still, it's the, it's the elemental training. It's where the, the elements and the environment is is wearing you down as much as the actual opponents
1: yeah it's the it's the sun training in the sun that's what it was (laughs) (laughs) Uh, versus you know versus the best friend training in in the freezing cold (laughs) so yeah so there is again uh, the flips yes the flip side of of Rocky's Rocky's training Um, I'm kind of glad I mean it wasn't critical but it was the way they set it up in this movie it was good that Rocky and Robert finally hopefully really get closure since they did, since they kind of, they kind of, since they did seem to have closure again. When you when you watch Rocky Balboa, you'll see it. But they, but then obviously they backed off from that in Creed by making it sound like they were kind of, they kind of were on the outs or not, or not because they necessarily weren't getting along, but there wasn't a whole lot of interaction. And that
0: was actually be, because I I haven't seen Rocky Balboa as I said, but when the door opened and I saw Milo Ventimiglia, I, I think is the guy's yes. name from Heroes, like. I wasn't surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy plays his son. But then I was like, I was like wait, wasn't Sylvester Stallone's Jr.? Like, it wasn't his own son playing his son in Rocky V? Like, yes. I, I shouldn't – like, I, I knew that he was playing his son, but I don't remember how or when I learned that because right. I didn't see Rocky Balboa. Yep. So it was just something like I must have just kind of like picked up in the ether, but it, it didn't surprise me to see that actor.
1: And that's one of those scenes that I knew about beforehand, just because I just happened to just when I you know you Google you know, your YouTube Creed two and 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 that scene came out because I think uh, Milo said a while ago that he was that he was interested that if they asked him to be in it mm. he would be more than happy to be in it but he but he was perfectly fine and not offended at all if they, if they chose not to but that was that was one of the things I think Stallone wanted for the character so you again going along with the premise that maybe the, in his mind's eye this is the full completion and the last, you know, the the real story, the only real story that Rocky had left to finish. Right. You know, reconnecting with Robert and and beginning a relationship with his grandson, that I think that was, I I did like that, I thought that, that basically the three endings we get, that's the Rocky one, the, the Adonis finally going to Apollo's grave. Right. And having that heart, you know, well... As hard as heart to heart as you could have in that situation right. with your with, right. with the deceased parent, right. and then basically introducing Amara and but Bianca's also there, right? At, um.
0: Yeah, she yeah she carries Amara up from the car, and
1: they're all standing there together. And, um, then, and, and then we have the big the big change of pace when instead of instead of Victor running with with Ivan driving the driving the truck pushing them, right. now, now they're running side by side. Yes, training, <laughs> training together. Yeah. So maybe we'll see. Yeah. Maybe Victor will return, but not against, but not against Creed. Right. Not like that. No, no, no.
0: What's what's, uh, what's Rocky's grandson's name? What's, Logan. Logan. That's right. So yeah, Logan and Amara are gonna end up together in the
1: next one in the far <laughs> future. Yeah. It's, so it, yeah, it, something you would see like in a star, in, like in a Star Wars thing. It looks of like course, Kenobi, yeah. Some Kenobi Skywalker emerging. Uh,
0: yeah, a crossing of their bloodline that, is going to make that, the that, ultimate that, fighter. That. <laughs> So somebody's gonna do that. We should write the script now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ultimate crossing of the Balboa and
1: Creed bloodline. Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: hey,
1: never, never say never. Now, were you were you disappointed if you well if, if you knew this was gonna was supposed to be in the movie? Were you disappointed we didn't get the Drago Rocky fight? <laughs> Um, because i was because i because they clearly filmed it because i saw it on 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 youtube as a clip so they clearly it was supposed to and i and i when i was watching the movie i knew based on the scenery where what where it had to have been in and, and i was right from what i read it was it was somewhere it was after i think when rocky was leaving the hospital after he was there with uh yeah, probably after probably after Adonis got beat probably if not right. or yeah I think that I think it was then it was somewhere in one of the hospital scenes when he was leaving the hospital or something he and he and Ivan, I think that's when they got into their into their like I think Drago hits him twice he hits Drago twice and then like the security breaks it up but I'm only disappointed because I knew they shot it and I'm disappointed I'm sure it'll be on the blu-ray but I'm also disappointed because all—I mean, only because all along we kind of Stallone has been playing up the fact, oh, he's got to like, I got to, I got to like hit him at least once in this movie or something. <laughs> and then, and then, but but I give the director—I mean, maybe Stallone agreed too, and at the end of the day, that it didn't really fit. But I kind of yeah, give
0: the direct- I didn't. I I I'm glad
1: that if they film, I'm glad it was cut, and I don't think the movie would have benefited from that
0: scene. It would be interesting almost as a novelty, to right. watch. and I, a, I agree. I and- agree. Like bare knuckle brawl each other for like thirty seconds yes. before it's broken up. But for the purposes of the story, no, I would actually, I would be a little bit disappointed because I think it would, it would, it doesn't fit Ivan's plan and
1: his character. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and the alter- and the alternate ending, which which had a lot more warm and fuzziness to it, as far as from the fight, that I guess they were gonna, that. Uh, Rocky and Adonis were going to see. A, uh, they, were, they were basically going to see Victor and Ivan going into their dressing room. And after Ivan left, he left for some for a, for a few minutes, and then Adonis went in to talk to Victor. And I guess they had a moment. And then Drago came in, and the three of them had a moment. And then eventually Rocky and Drago had a moment where things were so. But I think that was cut because they thought that might have been a little too too warm and fuzzy.
0: Yeah, I, I don't need these guys to be friends at the end of the day. It was it was. They they knew what they were fighting for and some of them won some of them lost their competitors like they don't yeah I, I didn't need to see a group hug at the end and the respect like I thought it was cool at the end of Creed when Ricky Conlin grabbed him and like showed him respect right. and he was like you know you're the future of this because they didn't have that natural like hatred like there was there was earned there but there was this this like the Dragos and the Creeds and was there's no reason for them to ever like each other. Like they don't have to spend the rest of their life plotting, you know, <laughs> right. a, a Russian a murder coup on on this family. But I don't need them to like hug it out, bro. That's not
1: <laughs> that's, that's not where this story goes. Yeah, I think the ending we got was the best one. Based <laughs> yeah. on those two. So let's see, the, just I did like just getting right. back to one of the points and oh yeah.
0: Um Getting back to one of the points that I like I did like in terms of just like the visual and the stylistic and the point I said about how Donnie has to step outside of Apollo's shadow and kinda of, like break away from him, I did like how that was visualized by him not wearing his dad's trunks in the final fight. Yes. He wasn't wearing the American flag. He was wearing those like charcoal grey trunks, yes. like, which looked really cool and like with the matching gloves. Um, I thought that was cool. And just like in term again like think we we mentioned that the director Stephen Cable or whatever his name Cable or something um there were there are a few a few times like during the fights where it seemed like he was just kind of playing it safe and going kind of with conventional like like fighting like positions and everything but there were just some really beautifully crafted shots and the overhead shot when Donnie is on the mat and starts to crawl up and just starts pounding on the mat with his with his gloves and everything and just doing this like machine gun punch in order to get himself up and i was like this is an incredible moment this is one of those hell yeah moments right
1: yeah that played very that played very well uh and and again the like a good point you made about the again coming stepping out of everybody's shadow that he basically is taking the legacy of those trunks and making them now his own that even though we know they have a they were not the exact same trunks obviously because it said Creed on one and Adonis on I mean Johnson on right. the back which is another weird weird but interesting point if you watch it in the credits that in the credits he's just referred to as Adonis Johnson not even slash creed it's just Adonis hmm. Johnson even though this entire movie there she seems to have no identity crisis anymore he is creed <laughs> i just thought that was a very it, i it may have been done for I'm sure it was done for a reason i just found it very interesting uh but I just happened to notice that. it's like, wow, well, that's interesting that there's not even a slash in there. It's just Adonis Johnson. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I do like the fact that they kind of make, make the trunks his own. And I, and it was, it was appropriate. So that, that, that's a cool, that's a cool, uh, cool look for yeah. him. Um, yeah. Once bef- I know you, you may have a few things too, uh, but I just want to go off the top of my head. These are the things that I, that I thought were direct tie-ins to the other Rocky movies. For Rocky 2, obviously the whole becoming the father, which we talked about, the, yep. the public challenge like Apollo did to Rocky, yep. called to call him out on TV. Uh, the champ viewed as a loser even though he won, uh, which is what Apollo was dealing with in, the, in Rocky 2. And the "I'm dangerous" line, which we also talked about, you know, which is exactly what he says to Duke when he goes, "This man is breaking you up inside. He's dangerous. I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous." Right. Uh, Rocky 3, we already talked about the whole structure is based, the main structure is closer to Rocky 3 than probably any of the other ones. Uh Rocky is Mickey which is not orig- not entirely just of a, for a, a Rocky 3 reference, but directly related to that basically you're not prepared for the challenge you think you you think you the th- the challenge you want you're not prepared for <laughs> and you try <laughs> to talk him out of it. Uh Rocky bringing Adonis back which is one of the reasons why and you you kind of knew there almost this had to kind of be a Rocky 3 like because that's the that's the ultimate Payback for Rocky for what Apollo did to him. Because you go back to the to, Ro- to Creed, he makes the point of saying that you know I, I never got a, I never got a chance to thank Apollo for bringing me back after Mickey. So this is the ultimate mm-hmm. payback because Adon that's what, he came to Adonis when Adonis was in the same similar. Same situation and needed him the most, even though Adonis didn't seek him out, but Rocky didn't seek out Apollo either. So, it, so that to me was a direct tie in the two fights and obviously the whole "I, the tiger though was not said, but it's similar. So what are you fighting for kind of thing? Right. Um, it would
0: have been – I do wish we could have gotten the scene of Rocky and Adonis running on the beach through the water <laughs> with, really, with
1: really high socks. <laughs> uh, 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 maybe maybe run into the desert until until Rocky keels over. <laughs> you don't want to hear no bell. Hey. <laughs> uh, Rocky, Rocky, for obviously the villains. Uh, yeah. The big fight in Moscow—that's obviously. Hmm. Uh, the, the training in the elements yes, at the end. Yes, and the alternate kind of training montages, which we, yeah, we didn't yeah. get that much of. We got a little bit of it previous in other fights, but not. And uh. The, that the, he's cut when when Victor got cut they kind of kind of I would kind of reminisce into he's cut he's cut and it's a bad <laughs> cut uh, mm-hmm. and the you know the tower motif obviously is directly uh, Rocky Five you got the you got the corrupt promoter that's a that, that's a direct tie into uh, oh George, yeah, yeah George Washington Duke reference uh, you have the uh, broke and the thing we already talked about the broke things in me that ain't never been fixed line that's obviously a throwback to but you know the, what he was dealing with in Rocky Five. And for Rocky Balboa, I don't have much. The Grave Visits obviously originated in Rocky Balboa, so I know that was in Creed too, but the, yeah, the yeah. Creed. But it was originated in Rocky Balboa, and Robert, you know, uh, Milo there playing. Right, and, right, right. And also something which I thought was really cool, and I thought this was the case, but I had to go back and double check. Double check. The hostess, Isabel, who was who was in the restaurant when Drago was there. That's the same character who was, in, who was the hostess in Rocky Balboa in his restaurant. Oh, okay. So that's a, that's a, and I thought that was a – even though for most people that's completely irrelevant, I thought that was really cool because it is a relatively minor character. But it absolute, absolutely – so they could have cast anybody to be a hostess or something in their restaurant, and nobody would have thought twice about it because it's, it's years later now. But it's supposed to be the same – but it's the same character played by the same actress, I believe.
0: Wait. Does that mean that poor girl has had the same job at the restaurant for 15 years?
1: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> – not quite 15 years, but when did Rocky Balboa come out? It was 2006, 2000- I think. 2006. Oh, it was that late? I thought it was like 2003. No, it was two th- it was I'm pretty sure it's 2006. Okay. Uh, so, it, it, but it's still, yeah, it's it's. I think she was actually. I think she might have been. Pre- I think she, the character might have been, and, and or the actress might have been pregnant. Actually, for some reason, I thought in and Rocky, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those are those are the things that those are the main ones. Besides anything else that we had talked about, that pop, that to me, and obviously everything's going to go back to the first movie because the whole major themes of the underdog and right, and Ryan, right. So. I,
0: I like just the other one that I sort of noticed. Um, it kind of harkens back to both Rocky two II and three, probably more so three of like them, Donnie and Bianca moving out of Philly and going to like going to L.A. like getting like a new place like in in uh, Los Angeles and and the emphasis on Donnie getting his car back that sweet yeah, Mustang yeah. Uh, and everything just kind of like living like the shots of like the mansion the like, Bel Air mansion or whatever and uh, where um his mom. Marianne is living, those things kind of reminded me of, you know, what is the champion, the world champion, he's not living in, you know, cold-ass Philadelphia, he's living right. in sunny Hollywood. Um, that reminded me a little bit more of Rocky 3. Um, trying to think of my other notes. Um, I, I remember in Creed, like in like his his um, his fight with Ricky at the end when he's knocked down and he's kind of like lying down and he kind of goes through some flashbacks right. of his... um. His uh his like earlier in the like his training with Rocky and some of their dialogue and there's one really quick shot of Apollo uh in the ring from the first round of Rocky uh and and then like that's like right after that is when like like Donnie like jumps up like he like inhales sharply and it's like he's like sprung up like (laughs) like something electrocutes him um so I just I remember that and I remember. I I, I'm not disappointed, but it was just I was a little bit surprised that we didn't actually get like a shot of Carl Weathers as Apollo, like a flashback shot of something like we saw photos, but I was like surprised they didn't use like archival footage or something in this one, the like kind of the same way. Um, Not disappointed, as I said, I just I kind of expected they would get something, Um, and if not that, then maybe like a Force Ghost Apollo.
1: They they Uh, were there. Was you you joke? (laughs) <laughs> but but uh, the director there he he really they they really were trying to find a way to get to put Carl Weathers in this movie. I yeah. feel bad for Carl. We- I mean, first of all, they, they didn't have to really kill Apollo Creed. He could have just been in a coma. <laughs> really, they, if they put him in a coma, he would have even though they already went down that road with Adrian. See, they kind of they kind of screwed that up. Right. But I felt I he was a cool character to begin with, and I like Carl Weathers mm-hmm. as an actor and a, as a guy. Yeah. But. He's he really has wanted to be in in some way shape or form. He has wanted to be in other Rocky movies, and he's, they've just never been able to find a way to find a way to do it. And I know at one point that when we were talking about doing the sequel, that they they were talking about that in a way it was going to the, the the horrible sounding, but it, but maybe if were, they they could have pulled it off in a way. But there were going to be that it was going to be a sequel, but there were going to be some like almost like prequel or flashback stuff with Rocky and Apollo that we hadn't seen, so they could have had. Mm-hmm. You know, but the obvious, but they, didn't, but they were, they were, they, there were two ways they almost had Carl Weathers in this movie. They, they thought about having him almost appear as a, as a vision or a ghost to Adonis, like in a sequence, like when he was in the hospital after mm-hmm. he got not got not knocked out, but knocked out by Victor right. in the first fight. And they also had sim, they had a similar thing to. Uh, Kind of recording like Qui Gon di- dialogue. That, yeah, yeah. About having when Ro- when when Adonis was on the canvas in the final fight to have Carl Weathers say "Get up, son" or something like that.
0: Yeah, but, but they. Or but, sort of like what like was that in Rocky Five when like they reused Mickey, Mickey's Mickey, line like Get up, they didn't reuse he it. Him.
1: He shot that stuff. He, Burgess Meredith was still alive when he did that, so that was all they filmed that stuff. Oh yeah he was still all that that's why he looked so horrible now he was getting close to death but he was still alive <laughs> so oh yeah all that all those scenes with – those scenes and that stuff was ro- rocky and and mickey talking those were things they filmed they yes they filmed alive
0: you know, i'm sure I'm sure I knew that at the time but I was thinking that, yeah I probably forgot about it because i was i my my memory was that that was all just like you know, unused stuff but yeah huh
1: but at the end of the day they couldn't they didn't think it would really it didn't really work.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would, for, for Carl Weathers, I'm sure it would be nice to be in one of these things, but logically it doesn't make sense. And I don't want them to, to shoehorn something or compromise these movies that I've really enjoyed. I don't want them to create some, some stupid way of of, uh, like doing the doing the actor a favor and compromise the movie. I don't want them to do that if they can come up with a way, but I don't think they will. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, um, my, my only other note that I remember is um, I wish um, ESPN's Max Kellerman would like announce my life and like narrate my <laughs> life the way he does with the fights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 an interesting take, and, and and mind you, Max Max started that gig in Rocky Balboa. When you watch Rocky Balboa, oh, he was <laughs> yes, he was far back as that one, yeah, yes, that's 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 the entry of Max Kellerman in, in, into the, in doing the play-by-play stuff with the Lampley and everybody, <laughs> all that. In fact, when you watch Rocky Balboa, you'll find it funny because he he is like the only one. He is, which makes sense because Max Kellerman is kind of an old school guy. The way he looks, I like, certainly like at boxing and things. Yeah, but yeah. He's like the only one who wasn't like completely crapping on the idea of Rocky coming back. You know, when when Lampley <laughs> and Larry Merchant were just making really bad pun after bad pun before the fight started. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I do, I do like Max, I do like Max, I, like Mac- I do like Max Kellerman when it's. A- I,
0: I'm sure you've seen it, but if anybody listening to this hasn't, um, go go on YouTube and look for it. There is a a mockumentary. I'm not sure what it's called, but it, it's like. It's like one of those ESPN 30, oh, the 30, for, 30 for 30 things. 30 for 30. Yes, on Rocky IV. But it's like it's like a five-minute thing, uh, basically treating Rocky Four as if it was an actual <laughs> fight, and they're like the the battle in like Moscow between Rocky and Drago that brought down the Soviet Union, and they get Max Kellerman and a few other ESPN like like fighters and stuff. It's so wonderfully done. It's magnificent. I lo- I could watch that every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh- Hey, hey one of the, what? Reagan and Balboa—they're the ones that did it, man. Yeah, I think like I've only cried twice in my life for something. Like
2: that.
1: Oh yes, good times. Um, so, since I think I'm, I think I've gotten through my notes, you think you've gotten through your notes. So now we come to the really the really fun part. <laughs> in order of your favorites. what? Ranked all movies in the Rocky franchise, going from your favorite down to your least favorite. Okay, so first of all,
0: don't hold me to this. Um, This is change. Right, this list could change. And like I said, I just got the bundle, and I'm going to (laughs) do a rewatch over the next uh, couple days or weeks. Um, So I will say, with the understanding that I have not seen Rocky Balboa yet, that is not at the bottom of my list. Um, because I would rather watch that one than rewatch Rocky Five.
2: So
0: Rocky, <laughs> Rocky Five is at the bottom. That's number eight. Rocky Balboa is at number seven. When I see that, maybe it'll move up. Maybe it'll move down. I don't know. But but I'll I'll put that above that. The next couple is really tough because it's probably been 20 years since I've seen Rocky Two and maybe even Rocky Three, but when I was growing up, I watched Rocky Three and Rocky IV a lot more often. So I remember those a lot more clearly than I remember Rocky II. So I, I suspect that this is unfair, but I'm going to have Rocky II at my number six spot. Um, and then... Uh, showing my hand for what's going to be the topic because because then now jockeying for, for four and five is Rocky three and Rocky four and as much as we said Rocky four is kind of a joke kind of a gimmicky weird proto superhero movie I think Rocky three is definitely a better story and a better boxing movie and a better has like a, a better overall narrative. I just have so many nostalgic things that I remember about Rocky IV. Um, like just the visual, the soundtrack and everything and like these, these sequences, uh, and like the training montages and just I, Ivan Drago as this, like, like you could transport him out of that movie and put him as the villain in any other 80s action movie or something like that. And it, it felt like it would fit. So, uh, gosh, this, this seems, I, I feel like I'm going to, regret this, but right now I've got Rocky 3 at number 5 and Rocky 4 at number 4, and then then I have Creed at number 3, and this could be Prisoner of the Moment, but I really liked Creed 2. I'm going to have that as my number 2 spot um, with the original Rocky as number 1, because that's just a masterpiece of filming. That kind of breaks the genre. And Rocky, having just watched it, it doesn't even feel like a boxing movie because there's only two fights, and one of them is the first like minute and a half of the movie, Spider and then the Rico. last. It's just it's a yeah, it's, it's just a character piece about this this down and out like, guy who gets his one chance to to be somebody, and it's a wonderful story. Um, so Rocky, the first one is my number one. Creed 2 is 2, Creed is 3, and again, this may be prisoner of the moment, but I have really enjoyed both of these movies a lot, the sophistication of their storytelling with a franchise that I didn't think really could continue anywhere, um, but I like the way they've evolved, and then... Rocky four, Rocky three, Rocky two, Rocky Balboa, and Rocky five at the bottom. So that's my list. I say that with the caveat that I'm going to do a rewatch of these movies in the near future, and the list could change dramatically. But what do you think? What is your list?
1: Okay, my list, and I'll and I'll and just for the sake of cool podcasting, I'll go with my favorite and work my way down. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rocky three is my favorite. I kind of okay. I kind of touched upon it before. I think for the reasons why I. It it was. First, I mean, first of all, the, I mean the, that, that opening. My, the The whole beginning of the movie is great. From the from mm-hmm. the from the from the fanfare for Rocky with the belt on. the – I remember how fans went batshit crazy when they when they you know when when they put the belt on the screen when the Rocky three comes you know comes across in, in, in the big block letters and. Then, and then you get the, that great opening montage with the, with the first the first introduction to the world of eye of, the, of the eye of the tiger uh, which has <laughs> never left us since uh, as a concept or as a song and like and because it is a personal story because it's something i think a lot i think a lot of people can relate to it's always we are yeah. it's the the fear of failure is something everybody is used to and it's acceptable but the fear of success and or what you do with success is something that people never really think about you all want to be successful but what do you do when it happens especially if even though you may have been working for it for like 30 years but when it, if it, but all of a sudden everybody knows who you are today when they didn't yesterday how does that affect you and how do you not let it completely take you in the wrong direction Uh, and the whole Apollo-Rocky thing was kind of I I don't think anybody would have seen that coming (laughs) at the end of Rocky 1 and Rocky 2 to think that that was a it's kind of sad they killed off Mickey but Mm -hmm. but it it was a very clever way to keep uh, Tony and and Apollo's around yeah Uh, so that's my favorite Rocky 2 is my number 2 Rocky 2 is the first one I've ever saw in the movies so I'm going to have some (laughs) sentimental attachment to it Rocky 2 probably is a little too long to be fair. It probably could have been tightened up a little. But Rocky 2 may or, may have the best train actually it's two. The best two training montages separated by a, a baby feeding scene ever. <laughs> <laughs> From the point Adrian tells him to win to the t- you know to the time he runs up the steps with all those kids, that I think that is probably my absolute of all the good training montages. Even as good as the Rocky 4 ones are. Mm-hmm. That and the and the Rocky Three one with Apollo and him actually lo- <laughs> can he swim with a name like Rock? <laughs> 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 that just seeing seeing him transform into a boxer, which you never thought you could. There's something about that the whole and the and the Rocky Two fight everything. There's just something about everything in that movie. I just love I just love Rocky Two. Uh, Rocky Balboa is my third favorite. I think Rocky <laughs> Balboa is really a high quality movie. It's a great character piece. It's a nice – It's a. if you're looking – leaving out the Creed movies, if you're just looking at the series when Rocky was the complete focus, it's a perfect bookend to the first movie. And, I, and I, even though – and I liked the fact – even though you do miss Ad- – I miss Adrian to a certain extent. I kind of missed Pauly more in Creed. I think they co- keeping Pauly might have been – that seemed like a pointless death. Adrian, I think it was a plot point. It made sense because I, if Adrian was around – then it was going to be the same spiel because she wasn't going to let him fight and he was going to want to fight. And then eventually she'd come around. And after a while, i got to be honest with you, by Rocky 4, that got old for me. I understood Rocky 3, and, and I understood Rocky 2, I definitely understood. Rocky 3, she was the the motivator. Just like in Rocky 2, but I got after a while, it got to the point where it kind of like seemed like you know she was carrying his, you know what's in her purse all the time that he couldn't do mm-hmm. anything without her approval, and after a while that gets emasculating. Even though I understand the romantic concept and the idea of the two parts completing each other, I get it, but that's why I at least liked Rocky Balboa because this because you saw the character. Yes, there were people that were they were agreeing with him or supporting him, but it, he was the one who wanted to do this. Uh, I actually I have Creed 2 next. And you're right, it could be the drug of the moment. But I really liked it. I think as a movie in the franchise it works really well. I have Creed Next. Uh, it's a really good movie. Rocky is an excellent movie and as a qual from the quality perspective, Rocky is absolutely the best of the movie. <laughs> I don't think wa- I don't think Rocky is highly rewatchable from beginning to end as much as the others. And sometimes that rank fall that factors into my ranking.
0: It's was, a very, it's a very slow and yes. quiet movie. It's very peaceful. It's actually, it's the movie that feels the least like a Rocky
2: movie. That's like a,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. It
2: probably, doesn't feel yeah, like that's, a Rocky.
1: That's, that's probably a good way of describing it. I like it. It's a, it's you know, and obviously the whole Stalo, Stallone story, which mirrored Rocky to get it made and everything. It's a gr- it's a great movie. That I don't think I mean it, there's I don't think it, there's much debate that it's the best movie quality-wise in the franchise. But if I'm sitting down to watch a Rocky movie, this is probably about where I throw it in. And actually, to be fair, that's not even true because I because I I have it above Rocky Four. Rocky Four is next. But I would watch Rocky Four before Rocky just because mm-hmm. Rocky Four is highly rewatchable. It is just a music video, a <laughs> couple of fights thrown in. That criticism other people have made too is fair. The movie is the most unlike Rocky. I think it, I think Rocky IV is the most completely unlike Rocky movie. Doesn't have any Bill Conti mo- music. Doesn't begin with Rocky and big block letters going across the screen. Uh... We talked about. We already talked about the themes. The themes are not really deep in that in that movie at all. They try to make it with that stupid speech at the end, but that doesn't make make it so. It just it it just doesn't seem there's a lot of meat on the bones in that movie. It's all about it's all about getting to the fights in that movie. And in most of the other Rocky movies, it isn't just about that. Uh, you want to see it, but there's a lot of meat on the bones before you get to it. And of course, Rocky Five, to no one's surprise, is the absolute worst. I do think Rocky Five, like I said, thematically. Stylistically, it does feel like a Rocky movie more than Rocky 4, but because of their poor decision and what to do, what they did with with the Rocky character, though I, I the only thing I liked about that at the time was it did kind of flip the bird to Rocky 4 on some level because Rocky 4 did seem like we said it jumped the shark and took the franchise in a different direction, and Rocky 5 kind of points almost like. Puts that right in your face that it did,
2: yeah. Because yeah. Yeah,
1: because the only thing that the only because it's literally there was nothing good that really came out of. Even his victory wasn't a victory; it screwed up his whole life and everything else. Right. That uh. So I I kind of. So I. So I. At least he didn't kill him like he was supposed like he originally was <laughs> going to do. Thank God. He was. Stallone was plan. His original idea for Rocky Five was to have him die at the hospital after beating Tommy Gunn. And it was it, no matter and depending on what you believe either the, either it was the studio alone and or the studio convincing Stallone to not that 's not the right way to go, and he came around, but either way, they decided not to do that, and thank God because if they had done that. Not only would we have been denied the two Creed performances, we also would have been denied Rocky Balboa, which was a much more fitting – talk about not being able to come back, Force Ghost style. You kill off Rocky. <laughs> there's, um, unless you make a sequel five years later and say it never happened, which in all honesty, people probably would have accepted that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah.
1: Now, would you rank them any differently based on quality? Oh… That was you know, the wild. That was the wild card thing. I didn't tell you to make a list for just in case. If it, and see and
0: see and I that and I. I mean, I noticed that like just the 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 vast difference in our our rankings. I mean, with your preference for Rockies three and two, again, I haven't seen them in twenty years so that's something that, you know ask me again in a little while okay. after i've after i've done the rewatch and i can yeah. give you an i can give you an alternate list but uh, yeah so quality I, I yeah i can't, i couldn't even tell you what those are right now so i'm i'm just going on what I feel like watching, and the nostalgia in the case of Rocky IV, which you're right is is a silly kind of dumb movie, but it it's a fun me, silly
1: dumb movie. Right, right.
0: <laughs> in as in as much as a music video, as much as like a you know a Stan Bush or Journey or or Survivor music video can be.
1: <laughs> and and there there are a lot of good there's. It, it's a good soundtrack. It really is a good. It, it's. I mean, it, that's the that's the irony of it. Without any friggin' real Rocky music in it, it's still a good soundtrack. <laughs> it just it just misses something when he doesn't have any. Well, even though suppose one of the rumors happened. Well, it's not a rumor. I think. Well, this let's just call it a rumor to, to play it safe. That. One of the rumors is why there was no Bill Conti music in is because Stallone was not getting along with Bill Conti during the time of Rocky IV, <laughs> <laughs> which may be true, may not be true. But it seems to be – and I like Stallone a lot, but it seems to be a relatively common theme that he ends up having some falling outs with people. And usually they move beyond that, but right. it just makes you wonder because I, I, you know, he, he had – I think at one point he – I don't think that's true now, but he did have a falling out with Carl Weathers which I think mm. is, which I believe is why in Rocky 5 on, on the pictures on the wall or whatever any or the pictures that are supposed to be of him and Apollo really isn't Apollo <laughs> really yeah. uh so but I think but despite that yeah the Rocky 4 soundtrack is really really good so right. um in terms of like the like,
0: I know people think of like the main theme, The Gonna Fly Now" by Bill Conti. Um, I always like the the other track, uh, "Going the Distance" yes. by Bill Conti from the original. So that's like my go-to Rocky music, which is basically the montage of rounds three through fourteen yep. in the original movie. Um, I, yeah, I just I love that music, and I'll listen to that every now and then just to
1: just to get excited for something. So. And I like Rocky's reward. I like that yeah. music, yep. and of course all the overtures. And actually mm-hmm. the, the rock the the thing that I like too and the rocky Balboa again the, which is the best of that they have a lot they have music that you, from like rock from Rocky two of course and that's the first one I saw so the 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 beginning when they're uh when the rocky you know rocky II's coming across the screen before they actually cut to the you know the, the end of the first fight again that and the the they call it redemption which is the theme from Rocky two which is the theme they're playing when the ambulances are going to the hospital that i like i i like that too so all those are in that in that rocky balboa soundtrack so yeah so rock nothing if no one will no one will ever take away that from and avon drago is a a great looking villain no matter and no no matter what yes he is he is a caricature in the sense that he doesn't they don't they don't he is like he is a puppet he is kind of a puppet but um but then again victor is kind of a puppet of avon too so it kind of balances out i suppose (laughs)
0: Yep. I was gonna say this is gonna be Dolph Lundgren's moment because he's in this and then like in like two or three weeks he's gonna be an Aquaman too.
1: Yes, yes. Uh good for him. Good for him. He, yeah, he, yeah. And, and again, he did he I think he did quite well with not a, not a lot of screen time in this movie. Right. I think he I think he made it I think he made it count and I think they did a good I think they certainly fleshed out both him and Victor as much as they could considering they don't have a lot of screen time right
0: and considering he was just generic three like two dimensional or even one dimensional villain in the first ride he was just like a force of nature engine of destruction robot type of I mean they compared him to a machine right. everything like there, there really wasn't anything under the surface in Rocky 4 what they did with the character for this one, I was very impressed, and I thought again, like I, I was just as compelled, if not more so, in the Drago storyline of this movie as I was with Donnie and his family.
1: I would, I would echo those sentiments. I think they, I think they succeeded. They, as as I read, I think it was in the the uh, Forbes uh, article. I think it was Scott Mendelson saying that that basically Creed Two was the absolute best possible movie you ever could have imagined. Or thought could have been made based on the premise of this sequel that you knew it, it was floating. He exaggerated, saying we knew right, it for, right. for three years. But 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 that it was the best possible movie, like Stallone and Company could have made based on the premise for the, sequ- for the sequel. <laughs> and it's like, and that's probably true. I mean, it could have gone horribly wrong. But it didn't, and I think-
0: yeah. And like I said, like when I first heard, I was like, oh yeah, Drago Ivan Drago is gonna be in Creed two. I was like, okay, well that's something to revisit. Drago killed his dad. It's like, and Creed is gonna and Donnie's gonna fight Drago's son. I'm like, okay, that sounds dumb, but I really like the first Creed, so I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. And that was like all I thought. I was like, I'm gonna give them the, the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what they can do. And watching it, I was like, well,
1: they they really impressed me. So. And I think the, surpri- the most surprising thing is not that it did w- really well at the box office with like $56 million during its premiere going back to the, like the days – the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and everything. Uh, I think the biggest surprise is that, it, that it's like 81% of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think people mm-hmm. would have guessed that. Yeah, really. I mean if anything, you figured just because of the subject matter, people were going to be a little snobby about it because it was going back right. to Rocky IV. Right. And because of people, again, who even though – yes, cool – Kugler is a great, dir- a very, very, very good director. But again, people that are going to put it on the pedestal say, "Oh, he's not directing this movie," so they're automatically they're going to go in being knock it down a peg just because it's because it's not Coogler. <laughs> but luckily, but luckily, uh, the majority of critics liked it. The majority of fans liked it. So I think they they. Yo, Adrian! They did it! <laughs> and let's just and let's just stop now, please. Let's not ruin it. We don't need the we don't need like you kind of joked about. We don't need to to get to the point where we get the last Jedi of Rocky movies, <laughs> of a French Rocky franchise movies. We 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 don't need that. We we don't need the old bitter Adonis. Like not 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 willing to train the next kid to come to him.
2: Go away. <laughs>
1: No, I I
0: think our plan for like um, yes, uh, Logan better. Logan Balboa and Amara Creed uh, as like the ultimate fighters, or either either them partnering together in like an American Gladiators type of thing <laughs> against you know Clever Lang's daughter and and the next generation of dragons, or we go we take it even one step further and and Logan and Amara's child their love child oh, love child
2: <laughs> uh,
0: we can dream. Um, yeah. So before that, that's gonna that's gonna be the child that like you know like fights off the zombie invasion or that, whatever. That's the like, chose That's the next chosen one. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> the child that like single-handedly <laughs> fights back the alien invasion. <laughs> yes, the, literally by hand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and by feet. <laughs> well, uh, so before uh. so before I get into our traditional so what passes for traditional clothes, uh, a- anything you'd like to promote? Now's your time, my friend.
0: Uh, Well, uh, you can find me on the Fire & Water Podcast Network. I have several shows. Uh, My new passion project is Cheerscast, uh, which is uh, an episode recap of my favorite sitcom from the 80s and 90s, Cheers. Uh, Although that show is going to take a little bit of a break in the month of December while I uh, get back to some of my other shows and do a few little fun side projects. Um, But yeah, I've got a few other podcasts on that network. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter, um, and yeah, thank you, thank you for having me on this episode. It was great to talk about this franchise, which I, I, I definitely need to go back and revisit some of these old Rocky movies. But um, I have really enjoyed the two Creeds, and I really enjoyed this one. And I think everybody should uh, should go out in the theaters and see this one.
1: Well, you're very welcome for, and I'm, and I should thank you for coming on because I'm, because gl- I'm glad that we. Like I mentioned, we had kind of hoped we were going to do one about Halloween, which probably wouldn't have been as lengthy about this, even though I think we <laughs> both like Halloween. But especially since it's real easy to leave out all the other parts because Halloween 2018 kind of kind of wanted, they kind of did, even though it's like we're going to give you when you watch it, you'll realize they didn't give out, they they didn't forget about Halloween too that much because there's way too many references to Halloween <laughs> Uh, But but for this, yeah, it's good that we're both big fans of the franchise and. I am I I like Halloween a lot, but I'm much more passionate about Rocky than I am about... It's much more important to me than, uh... And it's, I think it's given a lot more entries to deserve that emotional response it gets from me than Halloween. So, thank you again for coming on. Uh, let me do the quick... going through the, you know, the housekeeping at the mm-hmm. end. And instead of the beginning, uh, lanterncast at gmail dot com, uh, The email, if you'd like to contact us, the website is, of course, lanterncast.com. I know, not original, but it's true. (laughs) Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag GLcast. You can find us on either of those. iTunes and Stitcher, whichever platform you listen to us on, please leave us a positive review. And last but not least, the voicemail is 708lantern. So 708lantern, and let let us know what you think. I think Based on the timing of this episode, the next episode for this show will probably be the Green Lantern number two. Uh, I think that's the plan. I think that comes out next week. And then at some point, we actually have to do the Christmas episode because we, as, far, as far as I know, we really haven't done anything for that episode yet. <laughs> Our anniversary slash Christmas episode, which time is running out as we'll actually be in December by the time you – know, by, by the end of the week, we'll actually be hitting December. So, wow so get on that Chad yeah it's not just Chad but coming back off a of vacation and then Thanksgiving it's so <laughs> well well we'll crack the whip on each other and hopefully be able to put get some stuff done but I think that's it for tonight so good night everybody good night
2: Tribulation, my heart, my balls, my mother, my father, I love him, I hate him, wish God I didn't have him, but I'm glad that he made him, the roaches, the rats, the strays, the cats, the guns, knives...